I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, stalking time for the Moon Boys fans. This is David Baddiel speaking, and this is the only time in this podcast that you will be hearing me sounding resonant and full like I'm supposed to sound uh, with my lovely voice echoing through your headphones or whatever else you happen to be listening to because, due to reasons that no one quite understands, I think it's part of the ramshackle charm of Stalking Time for the Moon Boys. I wasn't recorded properly <laughs> in this podcast. I only realised that when uh, it went out uh, and I was informed of that by a nice man on Twitter, Darren, I think his name is. He often listens to Stalking Time for the Moon Boys. Hello, Darren. Thank you for telling us. Uh, he said... Um, I'm enjoying the new episode of Talking Time, but is Tim Hinks keeping David Baddiel in some kind of steel box? Um, because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like I'm being recorded from inside a steel box, perhaps from inside Rob Brydon's man-in-the-box impression, perhaps from inside Rob Brydon's mouth. Anyway, point is, I sound shit. I sound like my microphone wasn't on. Uh, we've decided, me and Tim Hinks, that because we think there's some funny stuff in this podcast that we should still put it out um, and maybe your ears will adjust and get used to it and it won't be too unpleasant a listening experience so do enjoy it and next time we do talking over the moon boys you know what we'll check that the microphones are both on thank you very much hello hello there hi tim nice to meet david you. good to see you <laughs> oh really i meant to see you if i'm wrong yeah don't matter I did once meet you. Yeah, it was at the time. beginning of it, it would have been yeah. we would have. Met. Everyone has to meet, don't they? At the beginning. When did we meet? We met at a dinner. Was it? Well, no, it wasn't. Uh, no party. Uh, I think it was a dinner where Alan de Bosson. No, 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 oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we already had quite a big chat then, based on other things that we talked okay. about. I think I'm pretty sure. At a party. You mentioned Alan de Bosson, so we're already in a very first world situation. So I yeah. mentioned, I'm pretty sure it's Jemima Khan, one of Jemima Khan's parts. Okay. Maybe that's then right. We, then we went on and had lunch. Right. Okay, yeah, okay, maybe that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. I can't, because it feels wrong that we'd had mm. dinner and then you said we must have lunch. Yeah, okay. I think we, had a, we were at a party. We discovered the shared love of David. Yes, you're quite right. And then said, let's have lunch. Let's have lunch, talk about that. But, but unusually, we meant it. We actually meant it. Well, yeah, I'm sure we discussed this and we talked about Bowie and we got into a thing about what song would you replace on Bowie Apple yes. from the yeah. great years uh, mm. with Where Are We Now? Yes. That's what we, we discussed this. That's right. I'm glad we've got that over with. Good. Uh, so, it's been a while. Yes, it's been about and, three months. And what we normally do, uh, what I normally do, uh, in terms of the Bowie section of mm. the podcast, which is dwindling. I mean, because mm. how much we talked about Bowie at that lunchtime 
which was almost solidly when we first went out for lunch. Yes. You know, it was a solid David Bowie chat. I would say we would never do a podcast now with that much talk about David Bowie. No, we... we at lunch. Well, and part of the reason is our audience... I mean, we should say we have a new producer, Maya, who's here, yeah. who's... I'm not going to ask you how old you are, man, because you're quite young. I know that she's just out of university. Okay, so quite... We had a chat. She's just... Right. TV, can I say this? TV production at Bournemouth University. And this is basically her first proper job. So yeah. almost definitely she wasn't born. Well, most of the stuff that we talk about on this... Bob exactly and it's important for us to stay in touch with the youth by which I mean the under 50s <laughs> and I asked my if she'd heard of David Bowie and you said yes but I don't listen to his music that much yeah actually so, on that note I've got a new kids book out might as well plug it even though you know this isn't the biggest marketing space second biggest <laughs> no uh, and I was doing a thing for CBBC yesterday okay and Here's a weird thing. It's mm. in terms of my truth urge, you know, my truth urge. Mm, mm. So I've done this before, actually. Mm. I just remember they, done, they asked me it before. They have a thing called the CBBC playlist. Right. And you're supposed to play your favourite songs on that. Okay. okay. So I... Hang on. For, it's for CBBC viewers to listen. Is that what you mean? You have a conversation with right. Lauren, who's a presenter. Okay. And part of it is she says, so now it's time for your playlist and your favourite right. songs. Blah, right, right. And you just play them and they play a bit of the video. Right. And here's the problem with it. Yes. I, I forgot to do it. And by the time I got to do it and said, Lady Stardust, which right. is my song. Yeah. And I think California by Joni Mitchell and some songs like The okay. Sundays or whatever. Yeah. They just said, we haven't got time to clear any of these. Oh. And they sent me a playlist of songs I could choose from. I literally didn't know any of them. I mean, I knew some of the artists. Cause it That's so weird. Sheeran and... Right you know, Lords and the Foo Fighters right. and whatever. But I thought, I, I don't know any of these songs. Well, the Foo Fighters, it was a cover of a Bee Gees song. Well, I don't remember which one, which one it was. Was it How Deep Is Your Love? In it. Oh. No, not How Deep Is Your Love. Uh, no, because I've heard a slightly sort of full-on rock version of How Deep Is Your Love, but... No. Uh, it was... What's the dancing one? Uh, I Feel Like Dancing? I no, like was Dancing. It, is that... Yeah. Foo Fighters, Bee Gees cover. Yeah, You Should Be Dancing. You Should, you should be, be Dancing. dancing. Right. Song right. Quite so then I had to do a... Th when do you think that would be an appropriate phrase to use? You Should Be Dancing. Yeah, when are you ever going to need that? What well, I don't a know wedding? what the... A wedding? Should be dancing, could yeah. be dancing. I'd say. No, no. I, you should be I'd dancing. Say you're a toastmaster. That's all. Right. <laughs> right. And it's going very well. It's a bit flat. Right. And and the band has just started. Yeah. You come on and you want to get them going. And you yeah. Say, Look at, listen to this song by the Bee Gees. Right. You should be dancing. In fact, maybe that would work really well if you were the toastmaster. That that's their first song, and the toastmaster comes along. I like. Says, listen to this because that's, that's completely right. right. Look as, at you boring people. I like the fact that as we're saying, we should appeal to a slightly younger generation. You said, put your mind, <laughs> put yourself in the mind of a toastmaster. Yeah. A, <laughs> I, it sounds to me like a second wedding. Second wedding, yeah, okay, yeah. Is a Toastmaster the one that is like an MC? It's a master of ceremony. Is that what a Toastmaster is? Yeah. Or is it specifically the sort of ladies yeah, and gentlemen exactly. is not, like, and does that whole sort yeah. of slightly Victorian... And often wears like a red tunic. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. It's like I've got halfway in my mind, it's halfway between a Toastmaster, whatever that is, and a town crier. Hang on, a Toastmaster can't be halfway between a Toastmaster and something else. <laughs> it can't be my mind. How? What toastmaster a, whatever can't... Whatever a Toastmaster is... He won't okay. be halfway between a Toastmaster. Well, a Toastmaster is technically, I'd say, halfway between a Toastmaster and another Toastmaster. <laughs> no, I, what I'm saying is, picture your mind a Toastmaster without quite knowing what that is. I know that's quite hard to do. And then use and a then, Toastmaster as 
as a reference. No, merge it with a town crier. <laughs> yeah, I got that. What I really mean is. Hang on, I don't want to. If you are picturing a Toastmaster, that's it. If you want to imagine a Toastmaster and you say, start by picturing a Toastmaster, that's it. You've, you've imagined them. Most people, I mean, the young people listen to this will just think, what is that? Is that some kind of right. kitchen okay. device? Okay, but I'm it's just. toast. Right. Which would be quite a good name for a toaster. A Toastmaster, yeah, probably is one. Yeah, basically. No. I'm going to look. I bet there's a to- I bet- actual to- toaster called a Toastmaster. I suspect. Okay, but. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about normally a man, yeah, yeah. a bit sexist, but normally a man who at events says, "Ladies and gentlemen." Well, should I tell you when you go on to get? It's not a. To- it's not a. To- this is. I think we've hit a rich seam. There's a nut. There's an ad. You know, like Google to it. I won't give the number out because I don't want them to be deluged. Are you looking to hire a Toastmaster for an upcoming event? Well, that's that's the shit, man. That's not right. The and then it tells you exactly what a Toastmaster not only brings style. Yeah. You can take that as read. They help an event run smoothly, and I like this. This is quite sort of pedestrian and on time. <laughs> so, highly qualified industry recognised etiquette expert. This is right. and then the other thing, which sounds quite sinister, firm and friendly. Oh, God, that is quite sinister. There's something a bit military about them in my mind. Well, and then you've got a thing called... Are you got Toastmasters Org? No, I'll tell you what I've got is Toastmasters International. Oh, and I've got Toastmasters Org. I'm just okay. wondering if there's anyone who's like a star Toastmaster. But there's a guy called Matt Biggin. Uh, he's an ad. Yeah, Matt Biggin. Uh, you know when you Google something, quite often there's a little bit that comes up uh, with questions. Yes. What does yeah. Toastmaster do? Yeah. Act as a genial host and conduct the entire programme, including introducing participants and distributing yes. awards. See, what I think they've missed out there is shouting, you should be dancing. Yeah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> there is no There is no mention. Yeah. Interesting, you go on, you get... I mean, COVID's been bad for all of us, and I'm not making light of it. No, but well, can you imagine, it says, it says, in the light of the coronavirus disease, right. COVID-19, so, yeah, Toastmaster clubs around the world are holding online meetings. That's, oh, that no. is the end of a Toastmaster. It's a problem for them, because... They of course shout. it is. That's part of their thing, isn't it? Is shouting. What does it say that shouting isn't part of the job? It doesn't say shouting. I tell you the most there's four questions that have come up on the Google thing. Yeah. The fourth question what like what do Toastmasters do? Yeah. Or why is it called Toastmaster? Toastmasters. <laughs> but the fourth question seems to be the one wow. I can't believe it's number four. Are Toastmasters free? Some extraordinary questions actually. How many Toastmasters clubs are in London? Right? Eighty. <laughs> Fuck, 80? <laughs> Bloody hell. I thought there were 80 Toastmasters in Britain. Not 80 Toastmasters clubs. That's in unbelievable. Right, but what's wrong with Toastmasters, which is not, I would have thought, the fourth <laughs> question you would ask. Toastmasters has a problem. Uh, you know what? Is, is this actually about Toastmasters or something else? Because it says it's hyper-focused, some may say obsession, with issues of speaking delivery is resulting in the neglect of what truly makes a speech effective, compelling content. What is that about? There's some brilliant... There's a great question, which is, is Toastmasters a waste of time? <laughs> on, <laughs> which... I like this bit. Toastmaster events on Eventbrite, like tickets. Right. Thursday of September, you've got public speaking for beginners. Then you've got Friday, first of October, Jokers and Queens Comedy Night. What does that mean? Oh, I th- probably not groovy. I th- I think there's a whole thing where there's cl- it's almost like the. Um, that doesn't look very toastmastery. There's a thing about it's toastmastery. When are when are UK and Ireland Toastmasters International Cabaret? I think there's a club. There's a, like a sort of slightly what do you call it? Um, like the Masons type thing. There's a whole world of toastmasters which is different from the ones who stand up and say you should be dancing, which yeah. they're famous for. It's like a sort of club. Okay, here we go. What is a Toastmaster? This is Richard Birchnell. 
Well, he's about to speak. He really looks like it. Can I point out, he's, he's really wearing the red tunic. <laughs> My name is Richard Birchnell, and I'm a professional Toastmaster. <laughs> and in this video, I'm going to talk about what a Toastmaster is, okay. what he does, yeah. and what benefits there are. Mm, that's one. pretty comprehensive. Social or corporate event. Yes, I wish you'd get to it. <laughs> Saying what is a Toastmaster again. It's really building up to it. Right. Examples of the type of event I attend is a wedding, there, there you go. fundraising right. dinner, fundraising dinner, product launch, product the city of London banquet, dramatic <laughs> reception. Can I, can I recommend you go and look at these? Because these pictures are hilarious. What's his name? Richard Birchnell. On and the, the YouTube thing is what is a toastmaster? Manager and timekeeper. Timekeeper. Oh God, it's got to a really big close-up of Richard Birchnell. And to an agreed plan. I'm going to stop here. Because one of the things I think is not really working for me there, considering that he's a public speaker, is listening to him speak. No, he's got slightly... Well, it's got quite dull and softly spoken. Yeah, and he's sl there's something slightly pernickety about his voice that, yeah. that doesn't make you relax. To be fair to Richard... Probably when he's at full pelt, he's exactly. good. Yeah. I think that this is not him yeah. doing the right, Toastmaster. Right, right. This is him talking, which right. is a bit different. Yes. Yeah. But, <laughs> As a Toastmaster, he must be thinking, this is my Toastmaster voice. Right. <laughs> when the kid says my indoor voice, or my inside right, voice. Yeah. He's not using it now. Yeah, like he's using my normal voice. But when he lets rip, yeah, it's be confusing. It's a bit like it's a bit like when your brother. Is that thing with Linda? Is that yeah, Linda? not Auntie, but, <laughs> but Linda. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. in case you forgot. Yeah, uh, which, which some of you won't because I listen to everyone. Is that Linda? <laughs> A friend of Tim's mum. <laughs> I don't think I can without laughing. It's a I can't believe I'm telling it again. <laughs> we, found way we found a way back to Linda. The doorbell rang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Linda, from a few doors up, my, bro my brother Rob opened the door. <laughs> and Linda is there. And he's at sort of say he's like she's standing quite close to him and at sort of eye to eye, and she says, "Is your mum in?" <laughs> yeah. well, and what like, yeah, oh. and what he wants to say is, "Hang on, I'll just check." Yeah. And because she's upstairs, she's upstairs. Mum's upstairs, and he knows that. Yeah, he knows it. But he says, "Hang on, I'll just and check." He's have to shout to her upstairs. Yeah. But well, I think he says, "I'll just check." You know, and then he's going to turn yeah. <laughs> and say, Mum, Linda's at the door. Yeah. And instead of that, he has some sort of category error in yeah. between the... Time space the, continuum. Yeah, glitch. the brain to mouth, whatever, yeah. doesn't quite go in. And the shouting reflex kicks in from the top. Yeah. And he says, face to face, about a few inches from her face, hang on, I'll <laughs> I'll just check <laughs> and then turns at the same volume and says mum yeah because if he said mum are you at home in a quiet voice when she was upstairs yeah yeah, yeah. no no he went into it was, yeah the whole thing was yeah okay. yeah yeah well this is a bit like that what it suggests to me is that he could have had a career as a Toastmaster oh see so you mean uh, yeah boy, that's why I brought it up because they have two voices yeah and soft yeah and maybe they get mixed up from time maybe to time. you just have to be incredibly quiet for the rest of your like the whole day and you can only if all you can do is Toastmaster voice, yeah. you know, you just have to hold back until that moment. Maybe, because I'm on tour at the moment, must have plugged that as well. Because mm. it's not plugging. Yeah. And my main issue, particularly now that I'm 57, is that if I do sort of three or four gigs in a row, mm. I'm worried that my voice is going to go. Right. And what I don't do, but I do, but I don't really know what I'm doing, 
is warm up exercises. Okay. So I do sit in my dressing room yeah. and go. <laughs> I do that. And sometimes I hum, but I sometimes don't know what I'm humming when I start. To right. Because I think, well, humming's meant to be good. It is meant to right. be a voice. But most people would choose a tune first. Right. But because I'm sort of in my dressing room and a bit, and a bit like, oh, God, I've got to go on in a minute. I'll just do some humming. Yeah. I often haven't thought about the tune is. Oh, so you mean? So I don't know what it is, but it comes out sometimes. It's the Israeli national anthem, okay. <laughs> which is weird. Uh, but it's it, sometimes it's nothing at all. Well, I can. If you were to hum something now, what would it be? Um, Without thinking. But it's. it's yeah, the mm, archers. Mm, the archers. Yeah, that's. I was, I was. I was thinking. What even is that? I do it's the archers. The archers in my really, that it's something you just hum. No, no. I can't do it now. Okay, well, don't, no, don't, do, can it. Do, don't do it. Don't do it. No, it's wrong platform. Much funnier. Mm. In, it really gets big laughs in my show. The new bit sounds the really archers. funny. So funny. Mm. But um, in fact, I now use the archers theme tune as my closing music. Okay. Although I think that an English person being asked to just do hum a something, tune yeah, might always reflexly do the archers. Yeah. So I do know a warm-up exercise because Ava, okay. my daughter, as you know, sings and yeah. she's been doing warm-up. And let's try it. Which is that she goes from the top of her range to the bottom very quickly. Right. So she goes like, whoa, like that. Yeah. You have to really commit to it and let's just see how yeah. that... F- you want me to do it? Yeah. So well, you go... Range won't be like Ava. Well, no, but whatever it is, you go as high as you can, but in a sort of... <laughs> How's that? <laughs> Sounded a bit like my dad having sex. Higher than I thought, but not as low. On which note, by the way, as regular listeners may also, but it's only you will know, mm. uh, I'm a big fan of a song by your daughter called Lavender, and I've put it in my playlist. Oh, yeah, playlist. you have. She's delighted. My, yeah, more than that. Oh. I put it in my CBBC playlist. You're kidding. No, I did. <laughs> so you did. wouldn't play it. Oh, no. One that they wouldn't play. Why? Well, with that, they said the other ones, they said, oh, we can't clear the David Bowie stuff or whatever. But the other ones... I hadn't really thought about this because it is on telly. They said there's no video. Oh, yeah. No video. Yeah. Yes. No, it's I, true. I can clear it. I could just phone yeah. it and clear it. Yeah. Uh, but they said it wasn't about that. It has to be a video. So that didn't really work. But now she should know. In fact, oh. it was going to be my top one. Wow. Because you have to have two songs that are wow. in the place, then your top song. Yeah. Uh, but So in the end, to come back to what I'm talking about, I had to lie. Right. Well, they let me have Life on Mars, which is not my favourite song anyway. But they said, that's the only one we can clear. Really? Yeah, okay. For some reason, I don't know. That's why. annoying that you have so, to go, yeah. So, well, it wasn't as annoying as having to say that an Ed Sheeran song that I can't even remember was one of my favourite tracks. Yeah, so you just went with Foo it. Foo Fighters cover of the Bee Gees, but that's right. one of the ones I right. had to choose. So, what was the Bowie one you wanted to choose? I'd really put down Lady Stardust, which... Oh, sorry, you said, yeah. Lady Stardust is the song that, mm. that when I did Desert Island Discs and put conversation yeah. piece on, yeah. I always feel a bit bad, bad like yeah. Lady Stardust, yeah. because I probably think of that yeah. as my default favourite body song. Yes. Can you guess where I was last night? No. Oh. At home? No. No. Uh, at an industry, a TV... Oh, you're at the James Bond film? Yes. All right. Now, sounds quite good now, but when people listen to this, yeah, you have guessed. This will sound a bit rubbish next week because everyone will have seen it. I I didn't go to the premiere. I went to a screening. Yes, rubbish. Well, did you? No, but I wouldn't have wanted particularly. I might oh, it was the it, premiere just for the yeah, just for I, the laughs and for the seeing David Daniel Craig in a public yes. jacket. But yeah, I don't that. to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not. I used to be quite a big Bond fan. Yeah, now I think I really enjoyed it. Okay, fine. I really enjoyed it. Okay, cool. But the thing I was thinking was unusually. There's another bit of Bowie here, right? Because maybe you knew this. I don't. Is he in it? 
No, he's not in it, no. But he was offered a part. In that film? No, because he was dead. Oh, yeah, yes. Um, he was offered a part in another film. And I looked another it up. Phase one film? Yeah. Okay. And I looked it up this morning. Is. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you've got to you've got to think about the time. Is it is it is it Man with the Golden Gun? Is it that period? No. Okay. No, you you. Is it Quantum of Solace? No, you've gone too late. Gone too late. You've got to. You, you, Golden Eye. It's sort of in the right territory, I think, because I can't remember. But no, is that one of the Daniel Craig one? No. Is no. It Daniel Craig one. No. Okay. <laughs> no. You've got to think about when he was at the peak of his terrible acting. Yeah, peak of terrible acting. Sort of eight. Eighties. Sort of definitely. Of yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. But you might not know. I mean, I wouldn't have known. No. In the eighties, it was Timothy Dalton, wasn't it? Well, this one had Roger Moore. Maybe it was the last one. Never say never. No, that's no. But it's it's. I can't think what the last Roger. They all sound like Oasis album titles, don't they? Yeah. They're sort of in that period. They're a bit annoying. It begins with A. A. Yes. (laughs) Like the word A. Yes. Oh, A. A. To a kill. Yes. Which has one of the worst. I think it's Long it's got Grace Jones in it. No, but it's, well, I don't know about the film, but the it's Duran Duran, right? Duran, which is mm. oh, so he wasn't offered the song. No, so he no he was offered. I mean, it would have been terrible. I mean, I suppose the film was, but he was offered the part of Max Zorin, is who the, is the villain that went. I think they made the right choice to Christopher Walken. Yeah, but he said he turned it down, and in this interview, I'm quite surprised he turned it down in a way because considering he took well, quite terrible acting roles over, over the years. He said... A Bond villain is a big part. He said... <laughs> can you imagine this? I'm so glad I didn't see this performance. I think for an actor, says David, it's probably an interesting thing to do. But I think that for somebody from rock, right. I hear him, it's more of a clown performance. Oh. <laughs> I don't really know what that means. No, I, it's right, certainly, certainly in the 80s, because Bond has now become a bit more serious. Why think. is it different for a rock star, that, no, okay, as that in song. he'd muck yeah. it up? No, no, I don't think so. I think I think the point is you have to remember that, as I say, Bond has only recently since Daniel Craig took it over. Oh, I see what you mean. Seriously yes. at all as a kind yes. of a serious acting job. Yes. Uh, and when Roger Moore's in it, it is yes. a performance for anyone. Yes. But I think also, yeah, the villain. If you think it's like the way that Donald Trump, I see. Yeah. It, yes. But what is slightly weird about that is that him describing himself as someone from rock is that, unusual but I think at that point see he, this was just before Mr Lawrence and right. no it wasn't before it was before being in Merry Christmas to Lawrence and The Hunger and all that so I think he was still saying I'm not an actor okay. I don't know whether he would have changed his mind but when he was asked by the enemy the, the enemy put it to him that Sting had turned it down before him no really and, Sting is an actor right and, and Bowie says it's, it's a really weird phrase he, after Sting he replies mm. I rather think it was the other way about. What does that mean? As in, I turned it down before him. But he didn't. He's just making that up. Well, I don't know. The rumour was that Sting had turned no, it down first. See. After that's Sting. Very, that's very David, isn't it? I rather think it's it was very, the other way about. So, yes, it's very Why is he strange. saying about? <laughs> the other way round? It's very kind of Jane Austen-esque. Yeah. I rather think, gentlemen, <laughs> sir, it was the other way about. But, I mean, I think it's very David in that. I think there's slight security there. Yes. Like yes. They both right. Down, but he probably does yes. care a bit to be seen as sort of following Sting. I think he probably does. Yeah. But um, but it's a shame. It would have been um, yeah, terrible. Be it would have been utterly terrible and brilliant for us. Yeah. I'd swap all his acting roles to see him in a bomb. So you went to a screening where? I went to a screening at the Charlotte Street Hotel okay. in London, London town. Uh, and it was great. No, I sure. enjoyed it. You know. I'm sure it was very good. We, of course, spent New Year with Carrie... <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah, with the Bond director. Bond director. Yeah, yeah. Just said a name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no way he's yeah. a Bond director. Yeah. yeah. And 
It's got lots of good reviews and stuff, but I couldn't get through the trailer. It was so Blimey. The trailer's long. The, the trailer film is two hours 38. I know. I don't, why do they have to be so long? It's really interesting. You watch it and you think, right, well, I bet loads could come out of it, but it all slightly makes sense. It's a bit like a Marvel film. You sort of think, I can see why it's as long as it is. No, definitely, yeah. yeah. But I, anyway, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And here's the other thing. When you complain about stuff, hmm. it's a tricky thing. And I think I've talked about my staple incident in New York. I think we talked about how my wife had a staple in her mouth. It rings a bell. We were at a cafe. Yes, that's right. Cafe, and and she was eating something, and there was a staple in her mouth. Yeah, and you felt you had to complain. Yeah, but it all it was hard. Feel like a complaining person. No, and it was hard. And then it ended up with a tip. It ended up that we'd complained, and we got finally got our meal for free. Yeah. And then the maitre d', the woman that ran the whole place in New York, came up to us in a very sort of Brooklyn way and says, you, I hope you'll leave a tip because it's not the waitress's fault what happened. Hmm. And I ended up thinking, oh, God, I think that's sort of right in a way, even though I feel like maybe you should pay her. But yeah. So we thought, OK, well, we'll leave a tip because everything else is free. And then all I could find was $5. Yes. And we left that. I had nothing else. Yeah. And we left that. And then she chased us out of the restaurant. Yes, I remember. Right. And said, $5, you must be joking. Yeah. And How does this relate to the Bond film? It doesn't. Okay. It relates to a conversation I had with someone before the Bond film about complaining. All oh, right. And then I remembered there's all those, there's, you know, I had a fly in my curry and a. In the same one? No, in an Indian restaurant a few years ago. I was thinking about the times yeah, I've. a fly in your curry, like in a joke. That's a good point. I've yeah. never really thought about Yes. In soup, that would have been absolutely brilliant. So I'm eating with a guy I called. I would quite like there to be a fly in my soup at a restaurant. So you can just say, waiter, waiter. There's a fly in my soup. Yeah, I don't think you now, say waiter. What wait. if you actually said that? And I think it might be the same thing, the generational thing, that yeah. is probably too young. Now, yeah. That a waiter would actually say, don't shout, sir, or everyone will want one. Yeah, I think, or is there another punchline to that? Or is it? Yes, there's about five. It's like the chicken across no, the road. There's no, a waiter, waiter, there's a fly in my suit. Yeah. But the joke also on that is, don't shout, sir, or everyone will want one. But there is a different construction, which is, waiter, waiter, what's this fly doing in my suit? That's right. That's right. Isn't front crawl? Which is funnier? It could be front crawl, but a which fly is better? Doesn't do front crawl. A fly definitely does the breaststroke. But therefore, which is okay? I want to give you. I can't. Your just for people at home, I'm doing it. There's no, no for, way I, well, I can do front crawl. That's all very well and good, yeah. but you're at the top of your comedy game at the moment because you're on tour. You're probably playing tonight. Uh, not tonight. Okay, but nonetheless, you're in the zone. Tomorrow. So you know exactly what's funny and what's not. There's a fl- What's this fly doing in my soup? A, breaststroke. B, front crawl. C, backstroke. Which is well, funny. No, I know it can't. No, no. It has to be backstroke. I mean, not impossible. I would say backstroke more likely than front crawl. Because so, it could be on its back. Yeah, I'm not asking, like, what technically could it do? No. <laughs> which is the funnier? Which is the funniest? Which is it? Oh, really? Because I thought backstroke might be good. Well, backstroke's not good, but backstroke introduces another element to the joke, which is that oh, you yeah. have to then imagine the fly is on its back. And I always think, keep the joke. Right, yeah. yeah. The joke is simply, yes. instead of saying, oh, dear, sir, I'm sorry, let me get you another soup and yeah. we won't charge you right. the bill. Freestyle? Anyway. Mm. Okay, I see, you're, mm. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that you're yeah. taking the joke two steps further. Yes. Than the joke. That's what I do, David. I know, I know, and that's where you come on. So I, so there's a guy called Adam Pearson who's got a facial deformity, right? Uh, a facial disfigurement thing, um, and I know him a little bit. He's a guy. He's an actor. He's in um, Under the Skin. Do you know that movie with Scarlett Johansson? 
Uh, yes, I think so, but You're I can't remember. Contact with me, I feel you? like my fly in the curry store is just gone now. There's no, no way has, back. There's no way back. Well, we can cut this if, it, if it's too serious, but there is an, an old coincidence, which is he direct messaged me and said, oh, we're running this campaign around the Bond film, okay. which is that we're trying to challenge, which I think is genuine, I actually believe in this completely, the fact that people with what they call visible difference, but what they mean is sort of facial deformities or whatever, always play villains in things like Bond films. Yes, I get Malik, I think, does. In yeah, Bond that's true. Whatever. That's very and true. Are there, two, are there two villains, both with uh, facial deformities? That's what Pearson told me. Okay, I'd have to try and remember. I don't think, anyway, there's a, yes, there are two. Yes, there's Blofeld, Blofeld. There's actually another villain who doesn't, but anyway, right. yeah, I, I, okay. but I get, but I, yeah, but I completely get that. The Changing Faces campaign, I yeah. tweeted about it this morning, I think it's a good thing, that we have this, one of the most inbuilt assumptions that we have is that, you know, people who basically don't correspond to a sort of perfect looking face are yes. more likely to be evil, yeah, yeah. Right? which actually yeah. the opposite is true. Yeah. Anyway, what he's got, I believe, and this is why I'm not actually sure we can say this because I might be wrong about this, but I think so, is I think he basically has the same kind of whatever the thing is going on with his face that John Merrick had. Okay. Years, and it's quite similar. And then, of course, Bowie played yeah. John Merrick. Really but badly. without any makeup at all, right? Yes. So if Bowie had played the villain, this is, this is how I'm tying it all together. Okay. If Bowie had played the oh, villain right. Right. in the Bond film, mm. maybe he would say, I don't need a facial deformity. I mm. don't need any facial makeup. I don't need scarring yes. or anything like that. I'm I completely... Do it with my face. Mm. And then that would have been good. <laughs> You see how I, I tell that together? Yeah, well, that's amazing. Yeah. And he had a fly in his curry. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I feel that where I've parted company most sharply, right. where I've parted company most sharply with Bowie fans, is that his performance as the Elephant Man is held up to be something of wonder. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's the worst thing I've ever seen. I can't believe I can't watch it. I literally couldn't watch it. I can't watch a second of it. Well, was it actually on telly? Well, I've certainly seen lots of yeah, Ontario, but I, I think it, but I think it's just footage of the Broadway. Yeah, it's the it's awful, yeah. and it's actually impossible to watch, no, and it feels it's, it's, deeply inappropriate and, and just. Also, it's at the very, very height of what we often talk about, which is David Bowie's unself awareness. Yeah, because without any doubt, yeah, what's cringy about it is it's infused with David sort of saying, "Isn't this incredible? Yes, isn't it amazing? I am totally yeah, yeah, no, it's creating true, creating this character yeah. without all that stuff that John Hurt had to yeah. do." with all the makeup and something yeah. like that. I mean, like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, John, that was much better. Yes. But. No, no, it's... A, so, I'm in an Indian restaurant. Yeah. And we're eating, like, a madras. Yeah. Right, say. And what I can... And I'm eating, actually, for just a Wikipedia footnote, with Johnny Diamond, who is now the BBC. He was my flatmate, but he's now yeah, regularly... He can be... Up before. You have Johnny Diamond, certainly. Yeah, but not... I don't think this. Okay. And they're I'm sure this would get on Wikipedia, by the way. No, the fact no, it's more like one of those footnotes about right. Johnny. It was okay. yeah, Johnny Diamond of well, you could now click through to Johnny Diamond if okay. you know what I mean. And, yeah, talk, I a and as I looked down, I don't know why I wouldn't have seen it. Maybe I maybe it was covered by a chunk of chicken. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. too much detail, man. Or rice. Yeah. yeah. And there was a fat glistening blue, blue bottle. bottle fly. Okay, that's bad. Really bad, and it was sort of like that's yeah. Alive. Uh, no, it was dead, but it was just glist. It was just hot. Like proper, yeah, proper like David Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really hot. And I just thought, right, you know, I can't eat it, obviously. So I called the waiter over. It's good that you thought about that. <laughs> obviously, I can't eat it. Like that even crossed your mind. Maybe I should eat. It. Well, I suppose just to avoid any trouble. Because to be honest with you, the options are not maybe I should eat it. 
the options are complaining, number one. I suppose or, the, if you really hate complaining, push it to the side of the plate. Yeah, I suppose the question Not is... eating it. Well, I suppose, I suppose, I, why wouldn't... I mean, you wouldn't eat it because... Why? Because... It's, people don't eat fly. No, I know that, even, but it's even, even heavily people, spiced, Madras. <laughs> I think even the people who think eating insects is good, of which I am one, even though I have a lot of problems with yeah. insects, I'm quite phobic about insects. Right. I totally do believe that you know, eating insects is a good idea, because like, eating animals is actually quite a bad idea, I think. Eating eating mammals is Oh, bad, I see. Right? Oh, it's better than eating... Yeah. Mentally and... It's blah, yes, blah, blah. okay. So I'm quite pro eating insects. Right. Flies, no. Even deep fried? Uh, well, are they something you can eat? Well, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, in the way that you know, you can eat locusts. I, yeah, I see what you mean. Do people actually? I don't know why they eat locusts, not flies. I don't see what the difference would be. Because flies eat shit. Right, but if you deep the fry them, <laughs> well, with that, I mean, fish are pretty old. Raw, someone's asked. But, well, so I'm wrong. House flies themselves are quite edible. Yeah. It says here, though not if they've been feasting on rotting garbage. Okay, <laughs> I have a problem there straight away, which is flies almost definitely have been feasting on rotting garbage. There's certainly no way of no ruling way of out. Here. Yeah. Uh, from the fly. It says that they can be roasted like crickets or whatever. Yeah, but which would stop and any... Nutritional consequence is fine, but, yeah, no, there is that issue. But I imagine if you deep fry them, for example, and it doesn't matter whether they've eaten garbage or not, because fish eat, like, don't fish and shellfish, they eat yeah, poo yeah, and shit. stuff, don't they? So... Yeah. That's okay. They flush... Well, all animals probably eat bitter. Of course they do, yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I didn't eat it. Yeah. I thought not. And I called the waiter over quietly and said, look, there's a fly in my curry. Yeah. And they basically, the long and short of it, said, if I remember right, he said, you can have a free drink. Drink? Yeah. That's terrible. Free drink. And I, in that way you do, you sort of say thank you. And then you sort of think, oh, hang on a minute, that's yeah. completely inappropriate. Yeah. So I said, I, is there anything else you can do? Probably something like that. Is there anything yeah. else you can do for me? And that's yeah. slightly mafia way. Yeah. Then they got to the point where they said, my food could be free, but yeah. not, but not the guy I was with. And then I'm yeah. thinking, this whole thing is horrible. It's a like horrible fly. And, yeah. and obviously... The fly, in a way, is the tip of the iceberg, potentially, isn't it? If there's a well, I mean, if there's a fly, there's liable to be other. What flies. else? Well, not even other flies. Just what else is going on here yeah, in this restaurant? Not- yeah, kind of thing. So I went up to the guy at the counter and said, "Look, I don't want to cause a scene because I really didn't want to cause a scene, but I really think we shouldn't be paying. It's just mm. you know, I just want to go." And and he said, "Well, that's just I'm afraid." Not policy. I don't know what he said. You know, not policy. And then I said, and it came to me, and I said, I don't know if I meant this, but I said, okay, well, look, I'm going to tell everyone in here what happens. Everyone in here, we're going to go around to each table. I think I meant. It's a good question. In my mind, I always thought I'm just going to uh, nine in the nineties. That's very interesting. Because, of course, what happens now Mm. uh, when there's any kind of sort of public infringement of you? uh, I don't mean you personally is people go to social media. Oh, social, yes. And you see that quite a lot. I mean, even mm. I mm. uh, am guilty of something that I think is probably quite annoying to mm. see on social media. Yes. See people talk about it as annoying, which is like, my broadband isn't working yeah. or I can't get British Airways to watch yes. the phone or whatever. So I at them on a Twitter post and then they do almost what? immediately. So- fact, the, the most successful mm. thing is curries. Uh, Staying on the theme. <laughs> no, not that kind of curry. Curry is the uh, electrical retailer. Yes. Sold me the wrong type of laptop. Right. Okay. Uh, it looked like the way they'd advertised it on their website. The right the one. Most recent Apple mm. laptop. Because mm. they said it was in 2020. Right. It had 2020 Apple, but in fact it was the old model. 
God, um, right. That's and, bad. No, it was bad. And I said that on social media. And unusually, rather than people saying stupid, they were complaining and talking, yeah. everyone got behind it. And within about 20 minutes, they'd offered me a new laptop, having phoned them and done all that, so got nowhere. So, yeah, Actually, amazing. In fact, very like you're talking about, I got a kind of, I'm afraid... So I sold a scene, sir. Yeah. You know, that's, it's clear, yeah. I think, in the small print. Yeah. The, and as soon as it's the, the thing... Like, Interesting. So, so, but that's what you were doing... Yeah. No, I was doing. I was within the restaurant. Yeah, I was basically. Yeah, exactly. And often social media is referred to as, "Would you tell everyone in the pub what you're up to?" You know, yeah. and you sort of think it was an example of that. Yeah, it was pre. It was analog. So I said, "I'm going to tell everyone in here." I don't know under interrogation whether I would have said yes. I'm going to quietly go around to each table, but I think I just meant I'm going to stand here, which I don't think I would have done. Yeah, I said, "Can I have your t-? like a toastmaster?" Is what yeah, I needed. Really I needed a toastmaster. Say, "Hear ye, hear ye. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, shouldn't well, eat here. You should eat here. There's a fly. There's a, there was a fly in my curry." Yeah. And interesting to see up Richard Bridgnell, or whatever his name was, in a sitcom. Where... A sec, just stay here, Richard. You come here and give him a whole thing to shout. Because into a voice or my toast master voice. And then as he spoke, he said, "Actually, your voice is actually beautiful. I'd never heard. Now I hear it in the Toastmaster context. Is it? But." In a sitcom, I would have stood up and said, there's flight, and everyone would go, oh, God, and they would all have walked out when they quietly, quickly. Yes. Sort of, they would have just would have gone and left yes. it empty, and I would have, you know... But you, it, so you but, thought you were going to... Cause- well, I don't know what I thought I was going to do, because I think my... If I if he called my bluff and said, well, you better do that, sir, yeah. I think I would... <laughs> I think I would have just said, can I have your attention? <laughs> can I have your attention, you said. May I have your attention? Sorry to... Because just- I think I would have thought, if I was the waiter, stroke, you know, restaurant manager, in that situation... I, I think I would have imagined that what you were going to do was not go at, at home yeah. under your attention, which is a little bit too attention-grabbing, I think. Literally. I mean, that's exactly, exactly what it is. is. I imagined that what you were going to do was going up to each table and just right. tapping on the shoulder and say, that I, I just think you should know there was a fine. Right. Go to the next table. Right. The next table. And... But that in itself is a bit worrying because that's a bit too intimate, maybe. And then you might have to end up having a longer chat with those people because... It's, yeah, also... Can you imagine if you said that... It would be quite hard for that to be it. So, because someone might say, "Yeah, exactly." Oh, well, we hear quite a lot. We've never had yeah. them, and you would say, "Yeah, no, it's probably fine." Mm. But yeah, you'd be, yeah. Oh, now I'm having a whole conversation. No, I, I and also you'd, it could get quite boring because you've got to do it again and again. Yeah, yeah so and also they'll have heard you. Right. Probably that table over there. Right. I've seen you doing it. Yeah, exactly. He's coming over here. It'd be like when people play the violin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they're coming over here. <laughs> Going to the sort of very loved up couple who was yeah. sort of annoyed that I've walked up and said, you well, know. Well, so they know. They said, like, yeah. you've really ruined our evening. Yeah. Because it's like, because also you're the bearer of bad news. Yeah. Right, it's like, yeah, we were enjoying that company, yeah. and now we're not. Yes. Fly. Yeah. Uh, so oh, I'm so glad I didn't have to do it because they basically said, look, we'll, we'll look so after the meal. Well, I, I think it, I don't know. Yes, it I probably was. I don't think I would have, what would I have done? Not gone through with it. Well, yeah, as we've as discussed, we discussed it. Yeah, well, we'd be. But there's a reverse to all of this. Okay. Which is almost the opposite. It's the other way about, as David it's would say. The other way about. Which is it's that there's a. Sting Bowie, it's Bowie's. No, well, there's another, there's a sort of. Is the, I think this is different, which is. My wife and I went for my 40th birthday to a sort of boutique hotel in the Lake District. Right. So we got there. And it's all very lovely, but what I hadn't realised is Pip and my wife had booked a particularly special room. I think with a view of the sky. View of the sky. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, all rooms have a view of the sky. No, do they? I don't all think that's true. Through the windows. Well, well that's not true. Room, we're a room. I can see the sky. Yeah, we're in a garden. Yeah, but all rooms have. That's true, isn't it? All rooms have a view of the sky. If you look out them and up. 
almost all windows, well, not all windows, no. but it's not that special, that view of the sky. If you're in the Lake District, what you want is a view of the lakes. Okay, let me let me be more specific. Yeah. No, no, I think... All, all, all grace to Pippa for finding that. No, i tell you what it was. It had a skylight type thing. Ah. And Pippa had bought me for my birthday a... Can you guess? A telescope? Yes. Right. A telescope, because I was sort of at that point quite interested. By the way, right. that telescope yeah. stayed it's, unopened in our house yeah, for course. 10 years. Yeah, I think there is virtually nothing more not used than yeah. telescopes. Unless you are an action astronomer. It's the rowing machine of... of yeah, of... Telescope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the. I mean, I've bought maybe three of them. Have you over, over my life and with great regularity? Do you think they, they see you coming? They are, they either get used once or not at all. I think there's something in that. Do you think they saw you coming? <laughs> <laughs> because it's like a telescope. Like they're watching you with the telescope. You could have said, yeah, old, from a long way off. Like the telescope shot. There's Nelson <laughs> watching you. I'm imagining he looks like Nelson because yeah, right. My dad used to do a thing regularly of doing an impression of Nelson. Uh, which was Nelson looking through the eye patch. Yes. He used to mime Nelson looking through okay. the eye patch and saying, I see no ships, only hardships. Yeah. That was a thing he used to say quite a lot. Well, that's what he did. Well, Nelson actually looked through the wrong eye. Yes, that's the point. Oh, did he? Yes. Why did he do that? Because he didn't want to admit defeat. So, oh, okay. yes. That, my dad just... No, no. For years no. I that. That's the point. Point of what? Nelson he had no eye. Yeah, it's something it's something along the line. Patch. Of course he had no No, no, it's not about not admit no, it's it's the opposite. He admitted he had no he's saying they're sort of basically saying there's two something along the lines there's too many enemy ships coming, mm. we need to turn back. And he looks through it and says, I see no ships or whatever. Oh uh, right. As oh, in let's be brave. Oh really? Yes. Oh, so oh God, you've got to rethink really sure that. He wasn't doing Halloween Jack. <laughs> he wasn't I'm but he wouldn't know. He wouldn't know how to. Know with such an industry. In the... I just felt I should bring it back. So I've got. So there's a. Te- so I'm not going to use the telescope. Sorry, I, I looked at the telescope in the late district. Realised it took a lot of setting up. Right. Put it to one side. Yeah. But the point is, we didn't have the room that Pippa booked. Oh, we no, had a different right. room. No, no we had. A, so exactly. So. Let me ask you something about that room. That wasn't the room. Could you see the sky? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess yes, but not as well as if it right. with a with a glass. Roof, like, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. But the hotel, unlike the restaurant and and indeed the place with the staple in New York, said we're so sorry. There has been a mix up. The staple centre. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd That's never. New York yeah, it w- wasn't the staple centre right. that would explain it. And they so they said, look, we're really sorry. There has been a mix up. Hang on. Does the staple centre actually exist? Yes. Or have I just confused it with the staple singers? No, the staple singer definitely exists. Yeah, staple singers exist. No, no, the staple. Now, what did I just say? Because you mentioned the no, staple, staple centre. Yeah. So what is the staple centre? It's is it a place where you get staples. No, it's a venue. Oh, it's in LA. It's a venue. It's in LA. It's not in New York. So it doesn't work quite as well. Yeah, it's a venue. In in fact, I saw it recently in Kirby Enthusiasm. Right, it's yeah. It's I don't know why it's called. I don't know why it's called Staple, but but Staples. Staples. That's just the name of it. So this hotel, say we've we've marked up, so they've owned it. So there's none of the sort of it's the opposite in the sense they didn't really need to complain. We just they immediately said, "Oh look, we can see what we've done." Yeah. So they said, "You can have a free meal tonight." Right. And it was my fortieth birthday meal. And can you imagine? So you can see what the issue is. Yeah, I mean it'll be absolutely brilliant if there's a fly in it. There's no fly in it. It's like the opposite. It's basically, I immediately think, oh, that's brilliant. We've lucked out. Obviously, fantastic. Yeah. Can I just say, I mean, yeah. I know you're getting to the punchline. Mm. Well, it's not really a punchline, I, I should say. never happy with lucked out. Because right. I'll tell you why. Mm. What on earth is lucked in? 
You've lucked out. Well, I, for years I was saying I've lucked in, and then I noticed people were saying I've lucked out, and I thought like, but that's the opposite. That must be bad. But then people meant good. Yeah. Okay. So that's very. I'm always um, confused by lucked out. I know it does mean good, but, well, but you can say, "Hey, I've lucked in," can't you? I felt very put out. <laughs> You're not saying I felt I very put in. <laughs> No. So I think it's possible to not have a... Luck is good. Yeah, lucked We've out. lucked out because so you got a free meal. i tell you what I think lucked out it's like, is... It's like cash out, isn't it? Yeah, we've cashed out. Oh, no. Cashed out. Yeah, that's what you mean. We pigged out. Yeah. It's like an overdose of luck, isn't it? Anyway. So we lucked in. <laughs> and, well, it's a, it ends not with a punchline, but with an interesting concept, which right. is... That, that doesn't work as well as not with a punchline. <laughs> <laughs> that is... And... Basically, the problem I then had was I had in mind, it was my 40th birthday. I felt like we were going to have a bit of a blowout mm. and it'd been a good year at Endemol. Right. And I thought, I'm going to buy a really nice wine. You know, like birthday, right. it's just right. me and people. I'm going to buy a really nice wine. I'm going to buy a really... And then I thought, I, don't I can't do included. that. No, not even that. It was included. No, it was included. Everything's for free. But suddenly, right. maybe like the decline so, of communism in the end, because conceptually it sounds good, but ultimately it's got these contradictions in it, yeah. not the Marxist contradictions of thesis and antithesis, but yeah. contradictions they hadn't seen and yeah. prophesied. Yeah. And I thought, I don't think I can not look like I'm taking the piss yes. by ordering like a really expensive bottle okay. of wine. There's no way around that, which is to say that it's really kind of you to offer us a free meal I wanted for my wife and on my right. birthday to buy a really special bottle of wine. It mm. would be taking advantage to do that. Mm. So shall I just pay for the wine? Why didn't I do that? Because I don't I think I mean I would have slight problems myself doing it, because I would think, yeah, from that is that if they were including the wine in the meal, really I would want to say, and then we could start to get a bit nidgy, maybe you would have included like a 40 quid bottle of wine. So maybe you pay the hat and I'll pay the difference for the 200 quid yeah. But then it starts to get a bit... No, well, that's the thing. And I've, it becomes a sort of very, uh, you know, all about manners and etiquette yeah. and class. And, you know, so I felt, so in the end, I went for like a really, <laughs> like, not shit, but just a bit sort of, yeah, like what Boris Johnson would call John Lewis, probably you know, like yeah. like fine, yeah. but it wasn't the sort of special. It wasn't the special birthday thing, and I'm I slightly amazed that didn't occur to you. Yeah, I did. You just saying to the management, "What's your most expensive bottle of wine?" That'll be. Fun. Well, I think probably it was some years ago, and I was sort of thinking, "But it's all free, so let's just enjoy yeah. it," you know. But I think that it's a did bit. You explain this to Pippa. Yeah, and I, I was thinking then that Pippa, who is has a very, you know, as you know, I think you know, or I think you've picked up a very clear sense of what's right and wrong, oh. felt very hard done by by the hotel right. and thought, no, we will go for free. So I think I might not have even articulated that. Right. And I don't think people would care that much. She wouldn't, you know, that much about the wine, you know. So I think I just reined it in and thought, oh, it's not been quite what I wanted. Yeah, no, I like it, though. I like this. Well, so, and I've, it, it occurs to me. I much our listeners would like it. It's really taking a long time to get there. <laughs> well, I like tell it, you what our listeners might like. It's the curb your enthusiasm minutiae yeah. of thinking, what is the right thing to do? You get offered a free meal, you want to buy the most expensive wine, but now you can't because you think that's too Well, let, let me finish, but this is what listeners will enjoy because this is a bit of contemporary. This is quite an interesting insight. We all know it. I think they'll be the judge of that, but still. Let's not prejudge whether they'll enjoy it. She will. Um, <laughs> so, uh, David. Me. Yeah. Oh, hi. Uh, yes. Congratulations. Oh, hi. Yeah, thanks. You have the job. What job? The one you applied for. Thank you. You remember what you applied for? No. Am I supposed to go with this? Am I yeah, because I'm going to give you... Yeah. Thank you. Yes, I really wanted that job. Which one? That's uh, unfair. I wanted the job of... Uh, with, with the most successful streamer there is. 
being streamer streamer streaming service Netflix Netflix yeah, well done you've Netflix. got you've got a job at Netflix oh, thank you welcome aboard David thank you as with all staff this is a bit the listeners will enjoy because right. this is genuinely what happens right we don't believe in hierarchy okay that um, can't be true can it I mean, it is true there are people who run Netflix we apart from the Ted Sarandos right. and everyone that works it as you probably know is treated equally and you champion the things you champion and you know and, and right. you don't need to get permission okay you don't need to get permission so therefore, yeah. for example, no holiday. Oh, I so you take well, no, you take holiday when you want. Oh, I see. You will decide right. what's appropriate for you. Okay. And you will also decide when you travel. You know, you're based in London. Yeah, basically. But we're we're you know we have an LA office. Yeah, you'll want to come. An office as well. Right, but we also I have an LA office. I wonder if I've made a mistake offering it to you. You seem quite <laughs> argumentative. <laughs> and when you fly to LA yeah. office, as you'll oh, do yeah. from time. Forward to that first class. Well. Yeah. We just leave it to you. Oh. We just leave it to you. What does that mean? We, you decide which class you want to travel. Yeah, but who pays? Netflix. Okay. So, oh, really? Yes. Do they? Yes. So, you, so and, and in the same way... The uh, individual employee deciding how much... So, what I'm suggesting is... I'm out of the interview now. Yeah. This is me talking to you on the podcast. You know, it's amazing how you move... <laughs> I just had yeah. to let you know because yeah. I knew you'd... Yeah. Is that that's sort of like the Lake District Boutique Hotel. Yeah. And it presents a massive problem. Not to me. a certain type of... Well, I was going to say to a certain type of person. I would... Okay, no, right. Well, I would have no problem with that. I think this is starting to get a bit too specific. <laughs> I have no problem with that because Netflix is a massive corporation uh, and kind of faceless. And so I think that uh, for all the fact that you're trying to create this idea that they're a very human environment, it's a massive corporation. So if I said, right, bang, first class yes. to LA... I don't think I feel any real guilt about right, that. But, but if I'm in a, a hotel, which is an individual, right. lovely little place, I imagine, in the Lake District, and the management have said yeah. this thing, then I, agree, I admit, right. start to look in the face and say, you know that 2,000 bottle wine? I'm having that for my free meal. But you're looking at it through the wrong end of the telescope. Brilliant. Is what I would say. Like Nelson. A bit like Nelson. No, but that's not the wrong... It didn't matter which end, because <laughs> yeah. he didn't have an eye. Well, yeah, we wouldn't know that. Because do you want to... Are you excited about working in Netflix and do you want to prosper with Netflix and do you see your career there? Possibly. Well, you probably do because that's why you're working there. Right. So then the question doesn't become, for me, doesn't become... The only work on is my job interview technique. What's that? I should have said, yes, of course. I'm desperate to... I suppose the point is... See my career, my future. Right. But you probably would be if you weren't a famous person who can can run your own life. This is now me talking to you on the podcast. You you can do your own thing. Yeah, that's my point. Right. But if you are looking for a job and you've sort of got a mortgage to pay and you're hoping it lasts quite a well, while, you then realise how passive aggressive yeah. this whole thing is. Because because yeah. what they're then say, what you're then saying is, well, oh God, definitely economy because I don't want because someone's going to look at it, and are, probably no holiday. But that's someone. That's the thing. Well, it depends how your psyche you is. But a human face. I feel this has got very... It's like a sort of podcast about employment <laughs> questions, which I imagine there is. I bet they're more popular than the ones about David Bowie. <laughs> I can imagine, like, difficult employment dilemmas right? or some sort of training video. Uh, about let, us know, let us know any problems you've had at home and we'll, we'll answer those. But to sum up, yes. try and get us out of this, but you don't want to put us in. I think the point is that notion... It's quite interesting, though, isn't it? It's the humanity is the issue because I'm picturing, I don't know what he or she was like, yeah. but I'm picturing quite a nice manager, manageress right. of the hotel yeah. who's really thought... Oh, latest now, not thing. Netflix. Unlike the yeah. man in the curry shop who really yeah. is a bit, oh, yeah. taking this, I don't care. It's just a bit job's worth, yeah. yeah. But there's a, no, no, we, we run a lovely place here in Keswick, 
I, I want him to be happy. Yeah, I can't remember. The mall. He might come back with some of his even rich right. mates. Right. So I'm going to make him happy. I'm going to give him a free meal. That's when you think it will be taking advantage for the two thousand pound bottle of wine. Yes. But who, who's the bloke who runs Netflix? Joe Enderos. Ted. Well, Ted Sarandos. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Ted Sandros. I don't think Ted Sandros has a human face. It's not Ted Sandros. It's not Ted Sandros. It's Ted Sarandos. Oh, no, Ted Sarandos. <laughs> right. I don't think... He does have a human face, Ted Sarandos. Yes. Now I can Google it. But, I mean, he doesn't have a human face if you work for Netflix, particularly, does he? Unless... unless like, if it's got no hierarchy... Who is it who's looking at your account? Yeah, no, I, thinking, I, oh, David's gone to bloody LA five times yeah. first class. No, I take your point. There are, of course, people you're accountable to, and so on. And I think it's a wider thing we should leave our listeners with. Yeah. It's not necessarily that funny. I hope so. But but it's a bit like help yourself, you know. And you're like, oh god, that's annoying because yes. now I sort of feel like eating loads, and that's going to go or whatever, you know, whatever you're helping yourself to. Yes. So so I, always when I was young, because I came from not an underprivileged background, but like. Overprivileged? I, no. Stingy. <laughs> my parents were stingy. I mean, they were, you know, my dad was made redundant and whatever, but he sort of like turbocharged that into incredible meanness. And so I always like to ha- imagine what would it be like to have unlimited, like, luxury stuff. Right. You know what it was always projected into? This is a bit Jewish. Mm. Smoked salmon. Wow. <laughs> just that, like. Just back to weddings. Uh, as much as you could eat, you mean? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. I sort of imagined. Mm. I think I've had it like once mm. at a permits Right. And thought this is incredible. Like mm. with, generally with food, because my experiences with food when I was young mm. were unbelievably right. They, I mean, they were literally just Finder's crispy pancakes and my mum's terrible food. And then I told you this to my mate Dave, gave me an avocado, and I thought, oh, I don't understand. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize yes. stuff could taste like this. And I think I had the same thing with smoked salmon. And then I sort of, would imagine like well what would it be like to just eat oceans of smoked salmon now obviously it wouldn't actually be that nice no I mean quite early on but when I was young it just felt like that that's what I'd do do you think you could eat a whole pack a whole salmon no mind a pack a whole salmon oh god a whole salmon smoked a whole smoked salmon in one sitting no I don't know no no. well now interesting enough no definitely now it hasn't changed that much now, if you ask me what I would like to eat continually, it would be Toro, which is posha. It's Japanese sushi. Okay. Right? Fat right. belly f- tuna. Fatty, be- not fatty. <laughs> what is it? Tuna fat belly. It's not fat. <laughs> fatty belly tuna? <laughs> fatty belly tuna. It's not what it's called. Toro is the Japanese name. Yeah. The belly of the, of the bluefin tuna. Fat bellied, it's not fat bellied, <laughs> and I should know this is this is dementia because I think about this food all the time, and now I can't remember the name of it. Except I know it's but you just want to eat that until you. Yeah, I, that's mm. what I like to eat until I die. Right. Okay. Basically. Right. It's a lawnmower. Toro <laughs> sushi, right, is defined as oh, best Toro sushi in London. I feel like you're having a bit of a breakdown. I'm having a breakdown. Fatty tuna. That is what it's called. Fatty tuna. Right. Seems a bit harsh on the tuna. (laughs) Seems a bit childish. Yeah, fatty tuna. I'm I'm abusing the tuna, but I'm not. Uh, We need to... I think we should maybe break this into two. Yeah. I mean, it it was long about Netflix conversations. No, but I think it reveals something about you. What? Well, about about people, but you in this instance, which is how you'd think about... If someone said, you can travel first class if you want, you'd think, yes, please. 
but there might be a downside to that. Yes, we'll come back into it. I, <laughs> I understand the passive aggression of it and the mm. inhibition that it mm. would create in yourself. Mm. And presumably Netflix were aware of that, otherwise they'd, you know, it wouldn't be economically viable. Well, Everyone who worked for them just constantly took first-class flights. Even for Netflix, that would be quite a dangerous Yeah, and, and then, of course, and that's why I suspect... Well, I don't know what they do, but I don't think many people... I, do, I mean, my question would be, does anyone take first-class at Netflix? No, I would definitely... I think what I would do... I think you might not get through the interview. Would do, would think, well, I'll take one. Yeah. And then maybe I'll go business yeah. on the next one. And, and then I'll get an economy to Germany when I have to go to Germany. Right, right, right. Maybe like that. Specifically like that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The chances of you being absolutely right about that are quite low because that's very specific. I, I mean, I mean that's I'll, do, what... I'll do a short haul economy. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll do the definitely one first class flight, long haul, and then yeah. I mean, maybe Tokyo, maybe longer. Uh, I think nobody would do first class. To Tokyo? To anywhere. It's a hell of a thing that's to do. True. What would you do? I'd take first class. There you go. <sighs> Bloody hell, guys. But I think this reveals something about all of us, but for me, it's like I'm not very good at taking pleasure where I find it, you know, mm. find that quite hard. Mm. I think I've said to you before, I'd quite like to, when I, when we went into a lot of parents' evenings for kids, <laughs> yeah. I told you about this, the wine that they have. You have mentioned it, but I can't yeah. remember so they, what your angle is. That My angle would simply be that, or like a school play is better, like, like, you know, when wine's you go... always terrible, though, so yeah. Right, so the wine's always terrible. Uh, a school play at half time, what's it called? Interval. Oh, yeah. They'll have a little trestle table yeah, and they'll be, terrible. right. And it's one pound a glass. So, plastic yeah, glass and it's right. raising money for the school, yeah. all that. And... I am amazed and I was amazed that basically everybody drinks the warm wine. Yeah. I thought about writing a pamphlet. Do people write pamphlets anymore? Keir Starmer did, uh, I think. Keir Starmer, well, his was 14,000 words long. Yeah, so about should you drink the warm wine? Because I think there's something quite big here about humanity, which is most people apart from, I mean, like I feel like everyone apart from me, apart from people that don't drink, if you see what I mean. But, I you know, but, right. So you would, you know, what I mean is it's, you, you're not in the sample because you're yeah, not going to drink. <laughs> You're going way off topic. That's way off. So those the, of those people at the play, mm. let's call it Peter Pan. Yeah. Uh, of those people that would drink alcohol, it seems to me that all of them, apart from me, would have that wine. Right. And I look at it and think, well, it's warm and a bit, it's disgusting. A bit rubbish. And I'll have some wine when I get home, right. which will be nicer because in the fridge. Right. And then what I notice is. By the time I got home, it's like 10. Yeah. I don't drink the wine. Right. Have you drunk the wine at school? No, that's okay. the point. No, I've been really clear about that. Right. <laughs> so I'm sort of thinking I've delayed gratification to the point where I don't gratify because it turns out I don't drink any wine at all. Right. And really what this I'm... This in your pamphlet. Yeah, my pamphlet was going to be... pamphlet is like a rabble-rousing, polemical thing, right? The right. But maybe to their daughter well, about shortages in the NHS or something right. like that. I don't quite see how that as a medium fits with... Like you're, the, are you fired up about this? Well, I was. What are you fired up about? I'm fired up about this. For what? Yeah. Which is <laughs> what aspect of it? This that people should know. This. Yeah. I'm about to tell you. Okay. Which is annoying. By the way, that's as annoying as when people say the reason why. Yeah. Is don't they on the t on political interviews or something? Okay. The reason why is no. The reason. What. What? Why are you against you know minimum wage? Yeah. I mean, I'm not. By the way, I'm yeah. for it, but that's just. The reason why? Because no, just say the they reason. Yeah, off loads of times. Oh. Anyway, yes. Yeah, the the thing I'm the thing I'm worked up about is, or rather, my 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 call to arms yeah. is this: drink the warm wine. But people do drink the warm wine. So you just drink the yeah, warm wine. Yeah, but I'm talking to me and one or two oh, others. So the pamphlet for yourself. Uh, I see. Yeah, it's drink. Not a pamphlet. 
Okay. Self-help statement. There you go. Yeah. Drink the so warm wine. Like in life. Yeah. Drink the warm wine. Take pleasure even where you if find it's it. Shit. Even if you're not going to really like it, it's there. Drink. Delay gratification. You're basically saying live in the moment in a really, yeah. really long-winded way. Yeah, but in a way that. Otherwise, if I just say live in the well, moment, no one's going to. Yeah, but no one's no one's going to pay me for to, for that. Is it just live in the I'm moment? Pay you for this. I think they might. Well, I think I might get some money from Jacobs Creek. For example. <laughs> That's a good point, Jacobs Creek. If you're listening, and we, I, we we're not talking about you, yeah. by the way, as being warm and disgusting. No, that's a good point, actually. Uh, we're not. We're no, not. no. We can be very clear about that. No. We're talking about. Mm, Echo Falls. Echo Falls. Is that a real thing? Yeah, yeah, that's a... Okay, that's so a, we're still quite. We, 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 we trashed any chance of... Hang on, it. not fuck off at Echo Falls. No, we're saying we might... Oh, want, we might get Echo we Falls. Might, yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying fuck off Echo Falls. Oh, <laughs> we have now. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. I see what you I'm mean, yeah. Yeah, let's go for Jacobs Creek because okay. they got lots of money. In. Yeah, I don't think Jacobs Creek could sponsor us anyway. Anyway, it's a they, very long-winded way yeah. of getting to the end of this podcast. Uh, by saying... By saying drink the warm wine. Yeah. Drink no, the no, warm wine. Say, it's like carpe diem. Your version of that right. is drink the warm wine. Yeah. It's quite a shit version of it. But am I right? No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.